If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present Ball in his hands, game on the line Friday, no, tipped up by Nance, at the horn Hardwood takeaways It's Lillard, he got the shot off Welcome into a Christmas Eve edition of Hardwood Takeaways Right here on Sports Grid Stay on the grid, right? I'm your host today, Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. And friendos, tomorrow's Christmas, which means Christmas basketball. But it does not mean a hardwood takeaways. We're taking a day off, but Bogman will be back with you again uh, post-Christmas. But I do have your Christmas Eve edition, and there was a big, big old slate of games that went down on the 23rd, Monday the 23rd, and that is what we are going to be breaking down today, whether it's Julius Randle calling out his team's performance or it taking 27 minutes for Devin Booker to score a point. 
We got a lot to talk about. So let's go kick it and talk about uh, the first thing I talked about, where Julius Randle was not happy with his team, saying this is not how you perform against a Washington Wizards team. And frustrations, no surprise, frustrations would amount for uh, Julius Randle, as he was a monster on the court, but he didn't have a whole bunch of help because the New York Knicks dropped it at home to the Washington Wizards, 121-115. The Knicks are now 7-24 and on the year and a 4-12 and home record. Ugh, this is only the Wizards' ninth win of the season. Julius Randle scored 35 points in 37 minutes. He was 11 for 21 from the field. He hit four threes, was perfect from the free throw uh, free throw line, 9 for 9. couple steals, a couple rebounds. He had five rebounds, a couple assists. He was all the offense for the New York Knicks because the only other guy in the starting lineup, R.J. Barrett, did anything. He was 8 for 15. 18 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Kevin Knox was a poorish 2 for 8. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson was good on the boards and on the blocks, to be fair. He played 23 minutes in the starting lineup. Had 6 points, 13 rebounds, and 6 blocks. And Alfred Payton, 2 for 8 in 30 minutes. Did have 12 assists. Off the bench, Dotson had 19 points. Trier, 11 points with a couple rebounds. But as a whole, the team shot 47% from the field, 41% from 3 they were 12 for 15 from uh, the free throw line. On Washington's side, Bradley Beal took advantage. He was 13 for 38 in 37 minutes. Only 2 for 11 from 3, though. Scored 30 points with 4 rebounds, a couple steals, a couple blocks. Ish Smith had 17 points in 25 minutes in the starting lineup. 8 for 14. And uh, the rest of the starting lineup was pretty quiet. Off the bench, though, you had Brown Jr. scoring 26 points with 9 rebounds and 7 assists. He was 9 for 15 from the field in 32 minutes. He was awesome. Gary Payton the second coming out with a double-double. 10 points, 11 rebounds, had 5 steals and 6 assists. What a what a performance from him. 47% from the field. What's actually amazing, I think they were worse. Yep, it's official. They were worse in every single percentage category. And this is these are the reasons why Julius Randle's losing his mind about this. They were 47% from the field, only 33% from the three-point line, And they were 56% from the free throw line, 17 of 30. You can't drop those. And that's why Julius Randle got up in his team's face. And I don't know what he's trying to spark. I mean, this is a a pretty poorish team that's got a long ways to go to improve. It just might maybe need to be with Julius Randle not on the team. The Cavs and the Hawks had a little bit of a battle. The Cavs scored 42 first quarter points. But then it slowed, the pace slowed down a little bit, and the Hawks could not keep in. It is amazing to see that the Hawks are only 6 and 25 on the year because that's what they are after losing to the Cavs 121 to 18. This was the ninth win of the season for the Cavs. A lot of good performances in the starting lineup from the Hawks. It just ultimately wasn't enough. Uh, Trey Young, 30 points, six rebounds, 11 assists with four steals, hit five threes in this one, and was nine for 21. DeAndre Hunter scored 23 points. He was 10 for 19. John Collins, 27 points, 10 rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. And Kevin Herter, 19 points with three steals, hit five threes in this one. The starting lineup had 13 of their 15 total threes because the bench was pretty quiet. Jabari Parker scored seven points. Cam Reddish, seven points with a couple assists and a three. They hit 15 of 42 three-point shots and were 47.5% from the field. And uh, they just could not come in in the third quarter. They were tied up going into the fourth quarter, and it was a low output offensively. 24 points for the Hawks, 27 for the Cavs in that fourth quarter. Over on the Cavs side, Kevin Love, 7 for 16 with three threes, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Colin Sexton, 25 points with 6 rebounds. He was 12 for 20. And Darius Garland, 21 points, 
hit three threes. Not much else as far as accounting stats would go. C.D. Osman had 18 points, and Tristan Thompson, though had 10 rebounds with two assists and two steals, was only one for six from the field, had three total points. Kevin Porter Jr. scored 15 points in this one with nine rebounds off the bench in 23 minutes, and John Henson, six points, four rebounds. Something I didn't mention at the top, maybe should have right off the top, but we did have an NBA trade, and it affected this team. And it's going to affect the uh, lineup for the Cavs because the Cavs sent Jordan Clarkson to the Utah Jazz for Dante Exum. So I'm kind of interested. And then the Jazz ended up waving Jeff Green, too. So they were kind of restructuring what their lineup is going to look like, which I thought was a little bit of a surprise, but it's just opening up minutes. So it'll be interesting to see what the I mean, like what we saw here with maybe even more Kevin Porter Jr. Brandon Knight got some minutes. Maybe they're going to feature a guy like Dante Exum. Uh, They just saw Jordan Clarkson expendable. So that trade went down. So no Jordan Clarkson in this one because uh, he was moved for Dante Exum. So that'll be an interesting post-Christmas lineup change to see what happens with the Jazz and what happens with the Cavs. But in this one, Cavs win 121-18, hitting only 11 threes in this, but shooting 52% from the field. The 76ers beat the Pistons on the road 125-109. The Pistons are now 11-20 on the year, 7-10 at home, with the 76ers winning their 22nd game of the year. Over on the Pistons side, Blake Griffin is slowly disappearing into nothingness right now. I don't know what is happening with him. 27 minutes, he was 2-for-14 from the field, 8 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and a team-worse plus-minus of negative 19 when he's on the court. 0-for-6 uh, from the three-point line, the eight points. Thon Maker had four points in the starting lineup. Frazier had seven. Snell had eight. Uh, Andre Drummond came off the bench in 32 minutes. He did what he usually does, 27 points, nine rebounds with a couple assists. He was 13 for 16. And Derrick Rose, 16 points, seven assists with a couple rebounds in 25 minutes. They were 51% from the field, hit 10 threes in this one. Over on the 76ers side, Joel Embiid played 28 minutes. He was seven for nine, scoring 20 points with eight rebounds, had three blocks. Ben Simmons had a triple-double, a really good-looking one, too. 16 points, 13 rebounds, 17 assists. He was eight for 14 from the field, and sadly, he did not shoot a three-pointer in this one. Toby Harris, 35 points, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, 14 for 21 also hit a team-high four threes. He was four for seven from the three-point line. Josh Richardson uh, was only four for 11, scored nine points. Off the bench, Korkmaz, 21 points. He was nine for 16. He did that in 22 minutes. That was about all that they needed and all that they got from the bench. They were over 54% from uh, the field and 12 of 30 from the three-point line. 76ers doing work over on the Pistons. The Magic, I feel like just the other day we were talking about this one. Every other game is the Magic versus the Bulls. Well, Magic beat the Bulls at home 103-95, their 13th win of the year as they close in on a 500 record, and the Bulls moving away from it 12-20. and uh, Zach Levine, he scored 26 points with 8 rebounds. He was 8 for 26 from the field, though, and 3 of 13 from 3. Sadoransky had 20 points with 6 rebounds. He was 8 for 12, hit 4 threes in this one. Laurie Markkinen only put up 11 shots, made 4 of them for 10 points. Wendell Carter Jr. and Chris Dunn, both in the single digits as far as scoring. Bad percentages, under 40% from the field, 35% from the three-point line. Over on the Magic side, Nikola Vucevic led the way with 21 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks in 31 minutes. Aaron Gordon had a double-double, 16 points, 11 rebounds with 4 assists and 3 blocks in 31 minutes. Jonathan Isaac, 
just a classic Jonathan Isaac uh, line here. Look at this. 13 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, 3 blocks, and a partridge in a pear tree. Just had to do it. In 33 minutes, he just put up all those. Markel Fultz, also 13.6 rebounds, 4 assists, even had a block. He was 6 for 11 in 27 minutes. And off the bench, Terrence Ross, 26 points, hit 6 threes in this one hit more than 50% of the team's threes. He was also 8 for 17 from the field, 6 of 13 from uh, the three-point line. They hit 10 of them, and they were 47% from the field as the Magic beat the Bulls 103-95. The Indiana Pacers beat the Toronto Raptors in a fantastic overtime game. This is a great one leading into the Christmas holiday. 120 to 115. 21-10 the Pacers are now. The Raptors 21 and nine. Serge Ibaka was in the starting lineup, scored 23 points with nine rebounds in 42 minutes. He was 11 for 21 from the field uh, because no Pascal Siakam. Anobi, 15 points, 12 rebounds with two steals in 43 minutes. Kyle Lowry dropped 30 in 44 minutes. Also hit five threes, nine assists with six rebounds. Fred Van Vliet had a double-double, 21 points with 11 assists in 41 minutes. And really nobody, I mean, there were minutes, like Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, I shouldn't say nobody else, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson played 38 minutes off the bench, and he had this like quietly productive line of eight points, nine rebounds, six assists, and three blocks. Boucher only played uh, 14 minutes in this one, this overtime game, but it was all the starters. I mean, four of the five starters played 40 plus minutes. They hit 11 threes, 45 percent from the field. Uh, they, you know, they had some good stuff going. Percentages weren't the greatest on the planet. Only hit 11 threes in this one. But the Pacers just outlasted them in overtime. They outscored them 13-8. to eight. Over on the Pacers' side, T.J. Warren dropped 24 points with 8 rebounds, 6 assists in 41 minutes. Demonis Savonis just keeps it up. He only had 12 points, bad percentage night in 41 minutes. He was 5 for 14. He had 17 rebounds with 3 assists and a block. Uh, Miles Turner hit 5 threes in this one. 24 points, 7 rebounds, 3 blocks with those 5 threes. Uh, Aaron Holiday, 19 points with 10 assists, a double-double. Jeremy Lamb scored 12. And off the bench, TJ McConnell, 12 points with four assists in 24 minutes. They hit 18 threes in this one. This is what got it done and shot 47% from the field. Next up, the Miami Heat. They won their 22nd game of the year against the Utah Jazz, who just pulled off that trade. Maybe one of the reasons why the team was uh, uh, re-rostering or reordering their roster, if you will. 107 to 104, the uh, the Miami Heat beat the Utah Jazz on the Jazz's side. Jeff Green, who was waived, did play in this one off the bench, just as a side note, scored seven points with a couple assists. But in the starting lineup, Joe Ingles, 27 points, four rebounds, hit seven threes in 38 minutes. He was a monster. Speaking of monsters, Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 20 rebounds with five blocks. Call the cops because he was nine for 11 from the field as well. Donovan Mitchell, 13 points, 7 assists with 3 steals. He was only 5 for 18 from the field. And Bogdanovich, 19 points, hit a couple uh, threes in this one, but was 4 for 14. Off the bench, Moutier scored 12 points. And they're going to bring in a brand new second unit guy in Jordan Clarkson who's going to be a spark plug. We know what he can do if given the proper minutes, which it's always interesting you know where those minutes are going to come from. I don't know how they're going to readjust the lineups, but it'll be fun to see. Over on the Miami Heat side, uh, Jimmy Butler, 20 points with eight rebounds in 34 minutes. He was 7 for 15 from the field. Ben Adebayo, bad percentage, 5 for 14, but hit 18 points with 12 rebounds, six assists, three steals, three blocks, 
an absolutely fantasy stud day. Myers Leonard, 11 uh, points, 10 rebounds, and none 10 points with three assists. He was 5 for 15 from the field. They really struggled hitting anything uh, high percentage-wise as they shot 41%. Goran Dragic off the bench was 5 for 16, hit three threes, but 15 points with six rebounds. And uh, Tyler Harrow, 19, or 17 points, six rebounds, hit three threes in this one. The bench had seven of the nine threes, and uh, six and six of those came from Dragic and Harrow. But it was enough. Miami Heat beat the Utah Jazz 107-104. Uh, in a okay performance of the night, the San Antonio Spurs dropped a buck forty-five on the Memphis Grizzlies. They beat them one forty-five to one fifteen. San Antonio came out swinging with forty-six points in the first quarter. They actually got outscored in the second quarter, but then proceeded to score thirty-six and thirty-seven in the second half, putting up a huge line. The Memphis Grizzlies were led by Jaron Jackson Jr., who had 22 points, hit six threes in this one, but all the counting stats are pretty low. Only a couple rebounds, a couple assists. John Morant, 19 points with four assists, three rebounds, seven for 14 from the field. Uh, Dylan Brooks scored 14 points. Jonas Valanciunas had a double-double, 18 points, 12 rebounds. In 25 minutes, he did it. He was eight for 13 from the field. And off the bench, Jones had 11 points. Brandon Clark, 10 points, four rebounds. Decent percentages, but they just got absolutely bullied by the San Antonio Spurs, and they were bullied specifically by LaMarcus Aldridge. He dropped 40 on them with nine rebounds, five assists, three blocks. He was seven for 25 from the field and had three threes in this. Lyle scored 17 points with eight rebounds and four assists, hit a couple threes as well. Forbes had three threes, and uh, DeMar DeRozan, of course, 26 points, 10 rebounds. He was 10 for 11 from the field. Dante Murray also scored 14 points, and then just minutes were spread all across the bench. Nobody did anything crazy significant. Bellinelli scored 10 points, but so many minutes were to be had because this game got out of hand. Uh, Patty Mills was in there for 18 minutes. Rudy Gay had 20 minutes. This game just, you know, after the third quarter, this game was pretty much setting over and looking at a wildly huge box score, 145-115. San Antonio Spurs won their 12th game of the year. Uh, the Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. I told you about Devin Booker's woes. Well, it wasn't any better because they did drop it 113 to 111 at home. Denver won their 21st game of the year. The Suns are now 11 and 19. Devin Booker was three for 12 from the field, only scored 11 points with six assists. He was one for six from the three point line. He was just muted. Uh, Ricky Rubio, 21 points, seven rebounds, nine assists. Aaron Baines was in the starting lineup. There was no uh, DeAndre Ayton, 11 points with six rebounds. Ubre had 14, Saric had 13 off the bench. I mean, just everybody was chipping. Bridges had 12, Kim Johnson had 11 with seven rebounds, also had three threes, and Kaminsky played 18 minutes with 13 points. They were 35% from the three-point line, 48% from the field, and the game only got away from them into the fourth quarter. Over on the Nuggets side, uh, Jamal Murray, 28 points with seven assists. They gave up a triple-double to Jokic. 22 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. He was 6 for 13 from the field. Also hit four threes in this one. Oof. Will Barton, 13 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists in the starting lineup. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul Millsap, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Bench was relatively quiet, but they hit 15 threes. They were efficient. Over 50% from both of those and 80% from the field. Nuggets down the Suns, 113 to 111. Much to my dismay. An early Christmas Eve uh, Christmas present for Bogman. The Houston Rockets beat the Kings at uh, Sacramento 113-104. to 
Rockets get their 21st win of the year. Rashawn Holmes had a double-double, 12 points, 13 rebounds. De'Aaron Fox, 31 points in 36 minutes, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. He was 13 for 21. Buddy Heald only had 10 points in this one. Marvin Bagley was in the starting lineup, 11 points, 6 rebounds. And Harrison Barnes in 30 minutes was only 3 for 10. They played three guys off the bench, and they all played significant minutes. Over 25, Trevor Ariza played 35. He was 12.6 rebounds. Bielitsa, 30 minutes. He was 10 points. And uh, Joseph played 28 minutes for 9.6 rebounds. They only hit seven threes in this one, under 25%, under 66% from the free throw line, 47% from the field. On the Houston Rockets side, James Harden, 34 points, living at the free throw line. He hit 10 of 12. He was 10 for 19 from the field. He hit four threes. Uh, Russell Westbrook, 28 points, seven rebounds, six assists. He was 10 for 22 in 40 minutes and hit a couple threes. Clint Capella had a double-double, 15 points, 14 rebounds in 41 minutes. P.J. Tucker had 40 minutes in this one with 10 rebounds. House Jr., 14 points in 32 minutes. And they also only played three guys off their bench. So six total bench players across both teams. Ben McLemore had the most of those minutes. 24 points, hit two threes for only eight points. They hit 15 three-pointers in this one and 20 of 23 from the free throw line. Then the last couple ones here, we got the Pelicans upsetting the Trailblazers in Portland, 102 to 94. Pelicans getting only their eighth win of the year. Portland Trailblazers are now four for 17 over on Portland's side. Carmelo Anthony dropped 23 points with nine rebounds. He was nine for 17 from the field. But Damian Lillard, only 6 of 21, 0 for 10 from the three-point line, hit 18.7 assists. CJ McCollum had 20 points with a couple threes. Hassan Whiteside, 11 points, 16 rebounds and four blocks. Pretty low output from uh, the bench. They were 4 of 29 from three, though. That killed them. 4 for 29, 13.8%, and they were just over 40% from the field. On the Pelican side, though, uh, Brandon Ingram, 19 points, 11 rebounds with five assists in 37 minutes. He was six of 18 from the field. Drew Holiday, 21 points with six rebounds. He hit four threes. Uh, Lonzo Ball was on the starting lineup. least 18 minutes, seven points, seven rebounds, four assists, hit a three. And J.J. Redick had three threes. They combined for 10 threes in the starting lineup. They hit 15 as a team. The bench was relatively quiet, but 15 of 35 from the three-point line was better percentage than their field goal percentage of 40.9, but they took a pretty impressive road win away from Portland, who only could muster up 17 fourth-quarter points. That is going to kill you every single time. And then the final one here, uh, this game has got eight seconds left, so the final is upon us. Looks like Golden State is going to win their seventh game of the year. It's 111-104 with about eight seconds left. Timberwolves were led by Andrew Wiggins, 22 points with six rebounds, but this game got out of hand. The starters, I mean, three starters played in the teens of minutes here. Culver didn't score a point. Covington only had four points. They went to the bench with guys like McLaughlin and Bates Diab. Uh, Jeff Teague had 12 points with four assists. They were 11 of 33 from the three-point line, 40% from the field. The game just got out of hand. Golden State dropped 35 points in the uh, second quarter. So the lead got pushed by about 14 points, and then they just moved away. Minnesota did score 37 points in the fourth quarter, but 113-104 is actually the final. Golden State side, they were led by D'Angelo Russell, who hit five threes, scored 30 points, four rebounds, four assists. Draymond Green had 14 points with, or I'm sorry, 14 rebounds with nine points. Uh, Alec Burks, 25 points with eight assists in the starting lineup. 
was 8 for 13 from the field. And a little bit here and there from the bench. Marquise Chris had 11 rebounds in 12 minutes. Pascal, 8 points in 16 minutes. Bowman didn't do much, although he was given 23 minutes. And they were over 40% across the board. But Golden State, they take it from the Timberwolves, 113-104. And guess what, friends? That's it. That's all that we got because it's Christmas Eve and we're not back with you until after Christmas. So if you celebrate Christmas, have a fantastic Christmas. If you don't, enjoy the day off. Enjoy some Christmas Day basketball. There's going to be some games. I'm going to look here because there's nothing on Christmas Eve here tonight. But on Christmas Day, you have got on ESPN in the morning, the Celtics and the Raptors. Boom. ABC at, at, oh, this is 10 in the morning on mine time, Mountain Standard. So it's about 12 or noon Eastern. Then two and a half hours later, Bucks at 76ers. Boom. Rockets, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, and then finally Pelicans, Nuggets. These are fantastic game on, on Christmas that you can watch throughout the entire day. That's about a stretch of about 12 hours of basketball that you can enjoy. So whether you celebrate Christmas or not, you got something to celebrate. It is the NBA on Christmas. And Bogman will be back with you again the following day. So thank you guys for tuning in right here with me on Hardwood Takeaways, right here on Sports Grid. You can follow me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. Friendos, we'll catch you again right here on Sports Grid with Hardwood Takeaways right after Christmas. Later. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.